welcome to Geek Responsibly. I'm your host, Jenna, and I guide high achievers like you create magnetic, fulfilling relationships without becoming a fucking doormat by repairing the mother wound. Today, we'll discuss the impact of generational trauma on child development, but most importantly, how we can break the cycle. So let's dive in. I recently heard a phrase that I haven't heard in forever, surprisingly. It is nature versus nurture. While getting my degree in transformational psychology, we would talk about it all the time. And since I haven't been in school for a very long time, it doesn't really come up, right? Common conversations, I don't really talk about nature versus nurture. However, I can see now that I brush up against this specific topic with many of my clients as well as when I create content. Much of the pain that we suffer is due to the way that we were nurtured or the lack thereof. I wanna first address what generational trauma is. This is when emotional and psychological pain is handed down knowingly or unknowingly to each generation. Generational trauma is the trauma that isn't just experienced by one person. It extends from one generation to the next. Quote, it can be silent, covert, and undefined, surfacing through nuances and inadvertently taught or implied throughout someone's life from an early age. This was shared by a licensed clinical psychologist and parenting evaluator, Melanie English, PhD, in an interview with Health. Now, This can be through the form of abuse, neglect, war, or other traumatic events that affect a family's well-being. So the word trauma, I believe, is very loaded. Again, in my own opinion. When I say that word, many believe that it has to be this catastrophic event. Yes, that is true. You have hospitalization, loss of loved one, abuse, but there is also trauma with a small t. This is when someone is bullied, someone is told to believe something, someone is told to do something against their own will, or they're dropped off at grandma and grandpa's house and they feel like they're being abandoned. Now, the brain is not fully developed until the age 25. Yes, I said 25, not two, not five. I said 25. So when you are dropped off at your grandparents' house and see the only source of your safety walking out, you think, what did I do wrong to be left here? And they smell funny. (laughs) Not, oh, they're going on a date. They will be back soon. How does generational trauma impact child development? This is where I'm going to focus more on the mother wound. Uh, Being a mother wound mentor, I'm just going to stick within my wheelhouse, okay? This is what I hear all the time. I had a great childhood, and that is absolutely amazing. I'm so glad that you didn't experience poor treatment from your caregiver. However, that doesn't mean that you did not have needs that went unmet. Your mother did not need to be a complete monster 
in order for those wounds to be created. Also, it doesn't mean that she's a monster if there are wounds there. This is not mother blaming. This is mother healing that we're going through. Okay. So your mother parented you through her own wounds and her mother parented her through her own wounds. Now, this is where generational trauma takes place. We can see this now, even within Disney films like Encanto and Turning Red. Imagine your mother is extremely supportive, caring, and loving, but she was told by her mother to play small, fly under the radar, keep up your good looks, find a man who can take care of you, and follow the word of God, so always go to church and don't speak up. So your mother may have said the same things to you, or modeled that to you. So even subconsciously, you picked up on things she said and things that she did. That made me look like I was smoking a cigarette. (laughs) So now you experience body dysmorphia. You're stuck in fawn, also known as people pleasing. You can't speak up for what you need, even if a meal that you ordered is cold or not fully cooked. You can't even send it back. You just eat around it or just have a cold meal. And you really aren't even sure what you need because you make sure everyone else is okay before you ever look at what you need to feel okay. So you're so disconnected from your body. And you cling on to every guy that you meet, especially if they are religious. It's God's way, right? And now this landing you into an extremely abusive relationship where you can't tell anyone what's happening. And he, as manly as he is, tells you to stop working and have his children, which is a plan to have more control over you because you can't leave now. Your mother didn't intentionally give you these wounds. From her experience from her own childhood, this is what she was taught and modeled herself. And all she is wanting is to keep you safe. But without knowing that she carries these wounds, she's unable to heal them. So she passes them along to you, which brings me to breaking the cycle. I'm a middle child, black sheep and scapegoat of the family. I feel like that is the crest of the cycle breaker. So let me know in the comments below if that rings true for you. It's not all doom and gloom. With the ability to learn and be guided from others, this is the best time to be alive. As a mother wound mentor, I guide my high achieving clients to create those deeper, meaningful connections in their relationships without being a damn people pleaser. By uncovering their unmet needs, setting healthy as fuck boundaries, doing the deep inner work and supporting them through tools and techniques and ultimately repairing their mother wound. My number one foundational piece of my seven-step healing process is uncovering the unmet needs. The more self-aware you become, the easier it is to soothe those core distressing emotions. How do you become more self-aware? By noticing your triggers. So if you'd like to follow along, I'll drop the link to my Uncover Your Unmet Needs exercise 
in the description below, but you're going to need a notebook and a pen, obviously. So when you get that, you're gonna create four columns. The first column title is triggers. The second column title is feelings. The third column title is unmet needs. And the fourth column title is fulfill need, okay? With that set up, go throughout your day. So you can close the notebook, take it with you. If you want a smaller one, I just take a, a normal size notebook around with me. When I notice, when I get angry, sad, anxious, depressed, I dissociate, I start doom scrolling on social media, or I even people please, I take out that notebook and number one, celebrate yourself. Take a deep breath, celebrate yourself that you are noticing when you are having or experiencing an emotion. Not many people can do that. So you are making it more aware. You are starting to become self-aware. Now, in the first column, write down what that trigger was. I'm going to go with resentment. Okay, so I'll write down resentment in the first column. The next column, what is the one word for that feeling of resentment that you have right now? Or when I think right now of when I feel resentment, I'm going to say icky. Icky is the first word that comes to my mind. Where is it in your body? Oh, I feel it sticking to my back, right? Like I feel this icky resentment, like my shoulders kind of creep up. And what is that sensation that you're feeling in your body? Like I said, it's icky, sticky. It's moving my shoulders up. It almost feels like it's just stuck in the middle of my back. Uh, and I have pain there. Uh, what color is it? I'm going to say the real gloomy, glue, like grayish, ghoul-like. <laughs> and, and it's just like sticky, right? Like it's just like this nasty slime that's sitting on my back. I'm going to take 10 deep breaths and think while I'm taking those 10 deep breaths, what does this feeling remind me of? So that feeling of icky or feeling that stickiness and my shoulders creeping up, that resentment. Okay, now as I'm breathing, I can peel back a later and notice that it's also anger. So icky and resentment is like the smoke and mirrors of the anger that hides beneath the resentment. Which also, just quick note, resentment is part of the envy family, not the anger family, which I thought was very interesting. I learned that from Brene Brown, the queen of shame. I don't think she goes by that, but that is actually a really cool title. So I'm going to call her that from now on. All right. So the third column is going to be out of the four unmet needs that I mentioned within that exercise, which is not feeling heard, not feeling seen, not feeling loved, or not feeling safe. Just a quick note this can be a combination, even all four but pick the most pressing. So typically my resentment or anger is tied to not feeling heard. So I would write that in the third column is not heard. And then the last column is how can I fulfill this unmet need for myself? So if I'm not hearing myself, because again, it's not about 
what's going on around you. So typically I feel unheard around my significant other, but it's not my significant other's fault or responsibility to heal my unmet need. No, it is my own. So what do I need in order to fulfill the need of being heard? In this case, I can ask myself a series of questions. What have I not been listening to for myself? Did I say yes when I wanted to say no to something? Did I overstep a boundary that I created? So how can I listen to my intuition or my gut more? And asking myself these things, I could be like, oh yeah, I just said yes, I would go and hang out with someone when I just wanted to sit and read a book. So how can I listen to myself further or more? What do I need to soothe that core distressing emotion? Do I need to journal? Do I need to tap? Do I need to reach out to that person and tell them that, hey, I really appreciate you, but I am not going to be able to meet up later? These are all viable options, but a reminder and a huge ding, ding, ding. This is needing to be known that you are the only one that can fulfill these needs. No one else. So don't blame anyone else. Don't go and try and seek it from anywhere else, which is a huge thing of the mother wound, seeking mother's approval and seeking her permission to live your life. No, it comes from within. So if you'd like more guidance on this exercise, I know it can be a little um, confusing. Make sure to send me an Instagram message, a direct message so that I can help. My coach always says action takers get results. So I realized this when I was keeping myself small. I just paid for her program. I pay, I'm paying her. But do you think that I was getting results while I was playing small? And I was just, you know, like trying to like fly under the radar? No. Until I started participating within the program, asking questions, was she able to help me and guide me? And now I'm reaching higher and higher healing through her program. In conclusion, the impact on generational trauma can be severe, but is not irreversible by being willing to witness your triggers and become your own inner parent. You are given the opportunity to model this to your own children and help them be able to soothe their own core distressing emotions in return, creating magnetic, fulfilling connections and deeper relationships. Not to mention you'll be able to stand your parents. <laughs> so thanks for being here, Cycle Breakers, and always remember to eat responsibly. 